It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Magic mushrooms now being blamed in part for an off duty pilot's attempt to disable the engines of an aborted Alaskan Airlines flight. Joseph David Emerson told police that he was lacking sleep after adjusting psychedelic shrooms and was experiencing a nervous breakdown, now facing 83 counts of attempted murder. Joining us now in the KOA Common Spirit Health Studio, talking about this and more, it's aviation expert Steve Cowell. Steve, we have so much to cover in the matter of minutes here. So before we we dive into the specifics of now mental health and drug testing and all that with this situation here, let's talk about just the turning off of the engines, the process of that, and could it have been done if he was capable of doing so? If he knew how on that particular airplane, he was not uh, type rated, in other words, qualified on that airplane. However, airplanes with fire handles, such as the one Embraer 175, uh, just like in the Boeing 737, have a two-stage process to shut down the engines. So when an engine is not on fire, in other words, the heat from the engine will go ahead and allow an interlock to open, allowing just the pulling of a fire handle. When you don't have that situation, you need to engage a separate lock. It's usually a two-hand process in order to pull the fire handle. So just pulling a fire handle isn't really going to do a whole lot. So it wasn't, it wouldn't have been that easy. He literally grabs it and the plane is doomed at that point. There's That's other, correct. other no, projects. It wouldn't have happened. Before we get to the drug piece, because you alluded to something I find is, is interesting. He was a certified pilot. He was allowed to be in that extra seat in the cockpit. But you said that's not always necessarily, not protocol, but not always what happens. Explain. When, a, when you, for example, when you fly on an, on a fellow aircraft, where do you usually sit? Okay, well, I commuted for nearly 20 years to Minneapolis to work. And when you commute and there is a seat in the back, it takes three things to get into that cockpit. Number one, your licenses, which do not have your picture on it. So you need to carry a photo ID. Second is your FAA medical. That is really your license to fly. When you go to a doctor, you're examined and the FAA says, this FAA designated doctor says you're good to go. That in combination with your licenses gives you that ticket to fly an airplane. So when you walk into that cockpit, you need to be ready to show your licenses, your medical and a picture ID in order to be allowed in there. 99.99% of the time, if there is a seat in the back of the airplane, the captain will then go ahead and say, you know what? We've got an extra seat in the back. Go talk to flight attendant so-and-so, introduce yourself, have a seat in the back. They don't want you in there. It's number one, that jump seat is a very, very uncomfortable, cramped seat. Number two, you're sort of intrusive to the culture of that cockpit. And unless there just isn't anywhere else to sit, such as maybe during holiday travel time or other busier times, you know, you're you're really going to be more comfortable in the back, even in the middle seat. This specific case, now we're learning more about, he claims that he took magic mushrooms, he hasn't slept for 40 plus hours, this and that. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch-ch-ch-chumba. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's the protocol or, or what are the requirements when it comes to an off-duty pilot in drug testing and just overall mental health screenings? Years ago, back in the early 80s, thanks to a crash actually in Durango by somebody that I once knew uh, by the name of Steve Silver, who was found to have had cocaine in his system, the FAA instituted random drug testing. And it's once again, very random. It does not pick up psychedelic mushrooms. It does not pick up that type of drug within the system. However, that said, Pilots bear a tremendous responsibility in carrying passengers and as such, they should within themselves bear a tremendous responsibility to themselves and to their health. Pilots with airlines know that they can't really take alcohol within 24 hours of flying. Why in God's name would this guy take Anything that may interfere with his mental capacity to fly within 48 hours is beyond me. But he spewed out more excuses than a little kid caught without his homework, you know, in the last 24 hours. Um, He said that he hasn't slept. He said that somebody died. A friend of his died. He said that he took mushrooms. Well, you know what? There are many, many ways to deal with that. Number one, call in sick. Number two, the airline has an employee assistance program. Number three, the FAA just in the last couple of years has set up a human interventional motivation study where there are special designees where if you have depression or you are taking antidepressants or some sort of an issue, you can go to these specialized doctors that will monitor you. Now, it costs a lot of money. However, you know, the airlines have programs where they will assist the pilots with that in getting them back into the cockpit back into a steady state. And Pilots I, are a tremendous investment. I, and I was going to ask, so J, Joseph David Everson, my, my question to f- wrap up with you is he would never be allowed to fly again, would he? It's questionable whether he'll be ever allowed to fly again, but I'm sure what the FAA is going to do now is they're going to pull not only his FAA medical records, they're going to be pulling his private doctor records because with a lot of pilots, there's differences. Pilots will tell their personal doctor something and not tell the FAA doctor something. And as a consequence, they'll be allowed to fly. If those things don't match up, number one, the FAA is going to pull his licenses. That's what's going to stop him from really flying in the future. Steve, real quick and wrapping up with you, a different topic, but just a bizarre situation in itself as well. This this tail tip that happened, passengers getting off a JetBlue train at the uh, JetBlue plane at the John F. Kennedy International Airport. What happened in this situation? Airplanes are sort of like teeter-totters, whether they're in the air or on the ground. There's a point of balance with all of them. And of course, the ground crew needs to be aware when they're unloading an aircraft and they should be aware of you know, we've got passengers unloading, so weight's being taken out of the front. Let's not pull everything out of the front or out of out of the front first. Let's pull things out of the back first. This was clearly a case where the ground crew did not pay attention. Aviation expert and our friend Steve Cow. Thanks for coming in, my friend. You bet. Thank you.